Chris Wendelkin, and this is On The Line, my podcast where I talk to friends living around the country about all things NBA, uh, the off-season trades, free agency, LeBron, Kawhi, Paul George, who's going where, who's relocating, who's tanking, who's building a super team, etc., etc. Thanks for tuning in. If you're new to the show, you can tweet at me at OnTheLine underscore pod on Instagram. You can send me any emails uh, at onthelinepod at gmail.com. Your NBA questions, your your real-life questions, your, your fantasy basketball questions. Um, shoot me a message. All right, I hope everyone's having a good summer, enjoying the NBA offseason. Uh, big shout-out to everyone who's left a review in iTunes. Um, I know I keep harping on this. I apologize. Really helps the show out a lot. Um, so I, I thank you if you've already done that. And uh, if you've reached out on Twitter or via email, what's going on, Ralph Garcia? I see you, brother. Uh, we got a couple fun ideas and shows lined up. So stay tuned through August and September. We're going to carry right into the beginning of NBA training camp as it's fast approaching. Um, NBA offseason never stops. It's going to be September before we know it. And then it will be... October will be in training camp, and away we go with the uh, with the NBA season. Um, coming up, we're going to talk with Tony Hartman about all things LeBron James, his new public school that he just built and opened in Akron, Ohio. We'll talk about his move to the Los Angeles Lakers, fitting in with a roster of kids, plus the likes of Rajon Rondo and Lance Stevenson and Michael Beasley and uh, Javel McGee. We're going to talk Cavs. We're going to talk about moving forward post LeBron with Kevin Love and Colin Sexton. We'll talk about Kawhi moving to Toronto. We're going to cover it all. So without further ado, here's my conversation with the one, the only, Akron's native son, Tony Hartman. Hello. All right, on the line, the most prominent podcast personality in Highland Park, Tony Hartman. Tony, what's good? Uh caveat that at this moment oh you're in the process of moving yeah i'm in the process of moving and i i think you know podcasting in general is about to take a big hit in highland park yeah obviously with with mark Marin out of the area no yeah me it's it's just everyone's leaving man it's just ever everyone's fleeing highland park uh where did where did Marin head do do you know la cañada it's not confirmed i know it's within like the South Northeast Pass? LA Basin. I'm I'm thinking I think he's in Echo Park. Echo Park, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds on brand. Once yeah, I will confirm once that's uh confirmed on my end, but that's Great. my theory. Yeah, 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 yeah. Send it along once you once you get confirmation. So you're in the process of moving, you're you're getting out of Highland Park. Uh, it's been a stressful few weeks for you. We've had difficulty connecting, getting uh, on the line, but finally here we are. We had uh, dinner the other week in in Highland Park. This is yep. before you were uh, moving. Was just uh, you know ju- just an idea, something you were considering. wasn't even wasn't even in the works a couple of weeks ago. And now here you are. You're telling me that you're on your way out of, out of town. That's true. Only I mean I think my move might be even less uh, drastic than Marin's. Yeah. Um, because I, I'm probably gonna be like three miles from here, just a little more east. And yeah, it's you know. Did you find a place? We did. Yeah, pretty quickly. Oh, awesome. Um, Where are you guys headed? Yeah, uh, El Sereno, which mm-hmm. is kind of like. Cal State LA. Um, I'll throw it out there for for your LA based listeners. I think it's going to be the next uh, place that is problematically popular um, <laughs> amongst you know people that do podcasts. Okay, great. How, what would you uh, what would you what would you compare it to? G- give us like a, a little description of uh, El Torito. Um Highland Park, but without all the coffee shops and bars. So yeah. Highland Park meets uh, what would we say? Highland Park meets. 
there's a soccer training facility that yeah. just opened up over there. I think for the uh, the new team, um, there's a, a lot of buzz about like Olympics and World Cup stuff oh, that's going to be over there. Yeah. So I, yeah, I expect it to be a I expect it to be a big problem and be priced out pretty quickly. <laughs> great, great. Look forward to uh, you getting priced out on the next pod. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep you posted. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So listen, listen. The last time we we saw each other, we were briefly talking about LeBron. LeBron had just signed. You, of course, are Akron born and raised. You are sort of the uh, the center of basketball in Akron. It all runs through you. Um, so you've been That's sort of, uh, you, you, you've been following and chronicling LeBron's career, uh, from, from, from Akron, from St. Vincent, St. Mary to the Cavs down to Miami with the heat back to Cleveland. Now with the Lakers here, um, just, just give me some initial thoughts, reactions on his, uh, on his move to LA. Where were you when you found out? Man, I, the, there's a lot to yeah. unpack there. I will, I do want to say, I don't want to take full credit for being, Akron's go-to for all things NBA and LeBron. One, I don't um, know. Apparently, Brian Winhurst has a lock on that. I don't know, uh, dude. I put my. I mean, <laughs> I would put you right there with Winhurst. To me, it's. And actually, I grew up. So I grew up in a very rural town. I was born in Cleveland proper. I bounced around Cleveland with my mom for till I was probably in like third grade or so. Yeah. And then I moved to what's considered the Akron metro area, to an extremely small town. Literally one traffic light um and it was i'd say equidistance from akron to cleveland but it was i guess it's considered the akron area um, my parents currently have lived in akron for i think about 10 years now um like akron proper north hill where like maverick uh, lebron a lot of these guys spent a lot of time um my family is literally still there and i think we could start out by saying there is so much to unpack with with lebron's yeah. uh decision and everything but like let's talk about this man opened a public school dude so in I, Akron, Ohio I, I, yes yesterday. I, I wanna say I just watched that interview that he did with Rachel Nichols, literally right before I called you. And I am so incredibly impressed with him. And frankly, man. like he can do whatever he wants. Like let him play oh, yeah. basketball wherever he wants. That dude is I don't know, man. I, I have a hard time thinking of a more important, significant like person in our culture uh, that's our age you know what i mean like exactly name me like the 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 celebrity the person in hollywood you know the person in entertainment or politics or or whatever it is sports that is as important um and doing as much good work as lebron james yeah no question i mean what he's done for an area that really really needs it like akron isn't you know isn't brooklyn it's not northeast los angeles it's not echo park it's not like a place it's like oh yeah that was a rough place akron is like a baltimore or even for the most part cleveland still where it's like it is still a very difficult place to be a kid and to believe in things and believe that you know you can escape kind of the you know what's kind of seems predetermined when you're you're born into that it's a tough place and i i i've seen a lot of people say like man i really hope this school works out but like how like he made it like it's, it's incredible it, yeah like it's it's unbelievable so that aside like you said i really don't think he can do any wrong at this point yeah. um i've that, seen very little pushback from Cavs fans thankfully on his decision dude I've it seems chosen... cool he just seems really at peace you know what i mean oh, yeah. like even watching that interview it just seemed like i don't know man it's really nice like his priorities uh, 
don't don't get take this the wrong way, but it almost seems like his priorities are bigger than basketball at this point in his life. It's kind of no, like no question. I, yeah, I want to play will, basketball. I want to win another championship. But if I don't, like, who cares? Like, I just want to uh, let me live in California for a couple of years. I'm opening a public school in Akron. It just seemed like when he was talking about those kids, like like when Rachel Nichols was like, "How are you going to measure the success of this place and what it all means?" And he was just like, in a in 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 uh, years from now, when I learn the names of all the kids that went to this school, and I hear about them opening up their own companies, that's when it will start to hit me. It's like, holy yeah. shit, man! Like, it's unbelievable. that's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. And I think you know, thankfully, you know, Cavs fans, NBA fans in general, I think everybody for the most part gets that. Um, I haven't really, you know, there wasn't any real like processing or decompressing via social media for me. I at last time I was on here was very certain he was going to stay with the Cavs. Yes. And I still stand by my logic behind that, <laughs> even though it played out completely differently, which I'll get to. Yeah, um, we'll cover that. But the way I kind of looked at it was I thought that him moving to the Lakers yeah. and entering the Hollywood period of his career, as a lot of people have done before him, you know, I thought it was a little corny. Um, and I thought he, you know, like, I just didn't think that fit into his plan for his career, even going to a third team. Like I, there aren't many superstar, arguably the best players to ever play that have played for that many teams. Um, so part of that factored into it. And the fact that they just, you know, the Lakers aren't really a good team. It would be literally starting from scratch for the most part, which apparently is kind of what he enjoys doing every four years. So you can't really argue that it doesn't fit with that. But to me, it almost seemed way too obvious to be true that he would come to the Lakers. And, you know, I talked to a friend that said, you know, usually the obvious thing is the right thing. And I've noticed that more and more since someone told me that, that that's true in, you know, in this case specifically about LeBron deciding to come to the Lakers to play. But that said, like, I would just hear stuff like the most ridiculous behind the scenes kind of things that you, th- you think no one would be this flippant with this information. But I remember like back in March, my mom telling me, oh, my boss's son talks to Romeo Travis, obviously one of the yeah. St. Vincent's, St. Mary's guys quite a bit. And he says LeBron's really considering and leaning towards, you know, going to the Lakers. And I was just like, mom, why would anyone that's that close to him just like <laughs> relay that information with to you? But that's, yeah. that's the obvious thing. Yeah. Like it's, things are just kind of that ridiculous and i think maybe we give these guys too much credit for how secretive like with lebron everything seems so calculated but overall what what does he have to worry about or care about like yeah um he's kind of untouchable like at this point yeah you know what are we debating at this point whether he's the first bet like whether he's the greatest player ever or the second or the third you know it's like just do what you want like you know you you've already won you know (laughs) yeah i think what after it it came out like the thing the only thing that really pained me is that bill simmons was exactly right when he said you know he said verbatim a year ago he thinks lebron's gonna join the lakers learn from magic etc etc and that's exactly kind of how it played out um what was Mar- what was Marin's take well we'll have to wait until yeah. lebron gets on Marin. which <laughs> I, yeah i wouldn't totally rule out that oh would be man lebron's scary. gonna do Marin, and i'm gonna get you yeah i'm gonna get you and winhorst yeah <laughs> but i think in terms of the lakers the only real disappointing thing at this point like i'm borderline all in now i'm like yeah this is cool i live in los angeles this has been home for about seven years now and I get to watch my favorite player of all time here. Uh, I think the only frustrating thing is like it really does kind of seem 
like this season, while I do believe there's potential where LeBron is the league MVP this year, you can't really argue that the team itself, and I, I love the young guys. I think it's going to be exciting to see that come together. Uh, it, you know, nobody is really questioning how weird the people they've signed to put around. I mean, that's in the news cycle every day. It's just the strange kind of choices they made of like other free agents to bring in. I, I don't want to see what I would call the best individual year of LeBron's career last year. I don't want to see that followed up with LeBron going off, but it being like just a wash of a season. You yeah. know, yeah, that yeah. team, I don't think this will happen, but that team next year could miss the playoffs. And that's crazy to think about. Well, I'm curious about like, what's the climate like been in LA? with with LeBron signing there are people excited about his arrival is there you know is there an element to LA where it's like celebrities aren't such a big deal I mean it does it does it is there a buzz that he's in LA there is it's it's weird man I think it's getting less weird um most of the hardcore Laker fans I've known and befriended here are besides themselves they realize that this is you know iconic and realize what they're getting and are very very excited and then of course plenty of people have talked about this there's the sector of kobe fans that straight up aren't there's been more <laughs> that's the best to- that's the yeah, funniest best possible thing it's so weird there's more toxicity from that i don't want to say lakers fans because it's a very specific segment of lakers fans than that there are from Cavs fans with him leaving this time and that's i don't think anybody could have predicted that but at the same time it's, if he goes to the Lakers or Bulls, there's going to be some of that. I will say, on, if, on your end, man, if he came to the Knicks, I was talking to my brother about this, there would be no question. People are like, nope, he is the best oh, Knicks yeah. of all time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No <laughs> question. No question. Yeah, no question. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's weird. Like, I, I heard a story of a guy I worked with was, was at, like, a sports bar when it was announced, and he's, you know, a longtime Laker fan. And was just beside himself with excitement and immediately a dude kind of approached him and was just like, hey, you've been riding with the Lakers the past, you know, X number of years. And he's like, he's like, yeah, man, I'm a Lakers fan. I'm a LeBron fan. And he's like, he's like, well, we don't want you unless you're, you know, we don't want you cheering for the team unless you're you, like basically saying, like, if you weren't there for Robert Sacre, we don't want you. <laughs> <laughs> so there is some of that. There's definitely some of that. Oh, my God. Huh. Okay, so all right, so people are sort of like warming up to the idea that he's there in LA, but there there's still a very like prideful faction of the Laker fan base that feels like Kobe is the alpha dog of all the great uh, Laker stars, or or Jerry West, or Kareem, or Wilt, or you know Magic, whoever it is. Um, yeah, I think it's specifically just Kobe fans. It's the I'm Kobe sure fans. <laughs> the, the the murals have been vandalized. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's so weird to like. Being a lifelong, literally almost half my life, I've been a LeBron fan and watched him, you know, come up since we were in high school. And he was like still slightly scrawny and had the fro. Um, it's crazy to think of any fan base having to warm up to having LeBron. Crazy. But but here we are. And I think it'll change. Like I like I said, this I think this season's going to be strange. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic about it. It's going to be just weird, you know, seeing like. YouTubers and Twitch streamers and Adam Levine being the people courtside cheering on LeBron. Um, but it's it's going to be, you know, it's, it's, it's great for the NBA. Yeah, right. no question it's great for the NBA. Let's talk about this Laker roster. <clears throat> so we have Lonzo Ball, Michael Beasley, 
Isaac Banga, Catavius Caldwell Pope, Jeffrey Carroll, Alex Caruso, Luel Dang, Josh Hart, Andre Ingram, Brandon Ingram, LeBron James, Kyle Kuzma, JaVel McGee, someone named Svi Malalik, I can't even pronounce this guy's last name, Gary Payton II, Rajon Rondo, Lance Stevenson, Moritz Wagner, Travis Ware, Jonathan Williams, and Isaac Zubak. Um, uh, initial thoughts, reactions as, as a veteran LeBron fan, what's your advice to Laker management? How would you go about building the team? You, you know, you've, you've, you know, you were a ride or die Cavs fan, uh, all these years, you've sort of seen the, the Cavs at their best with LeBron and at their worst. What are like the trappings of, um, you know, of, of Laker, uh, of those uh, LeBron rosters, like what does he really need to play with in order to succeed? Uh, well, I was not aware Luel Deng was still on the roster. Still that on the is, roster. That is jarring to me. Yeah. Um, I think Rondo is oddly the most compelling and sensible addition. I, I'm sure a lot of people agree with that. Um, I don't like Lance Stevenson, but I kind of see that somehow working oh dude i told i mean i've said to you for years when lebron was on the Cavs, i was like i know this will never happen but i secretly kind of want the Cavs to acquire lance and have him paired with lebron because he is the most crazy annoying psychopath in the world and who wouldn't want to play with that guy and have him like turn on kevin durant you know like like lebron is just gonna have lance blowing kevin durant's ears you know, like that, that's really what this is. Well, I think, um, long-term I'm going to throw it out there. I think we're going to see Kevin Durant or I'm not going to say, and, but I think you'll see a Kevin Durant or Clay Thompson end up on this team wow. in the next couple of years. Um, so I don't know what the long-term play with these guys, like Lance and everything it does. Uh, I saw someone else say this and it rings pretty true. It's like the Lakers skipped the right to year four of how the heat and Cavs built around <laughs> LeBron in this, this right, last, uh, right, right, this right. last decade. Just find like every 30 year old who has like some yes. quirks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have no idea what to expect. I, I am interested. I think he's legit, probably excited to have a point guard like Rondo. Yeah. Um, but man, and a lot of me, I just keep thinking the 15, 16 and 16, 17 Cavs, mm-hmm. probably one of the best teams ever assembled. Wow. Like looking back on it, I'm going to, I'm going to throw that out there. Like, like best teams assembled around LeBron, Oh, around LeBron. Like the, okay. sh- the shooters. Um, no, I'm going to stick to my original guns and say one of the best teams ever. They just happened to play in the same era against as the Warriors, the best team ever assemb- assembled. Yeah. Um, so I don't. I think there's going to be a season that the Lakers will have something comparable to that. I think it's LeBron, one other superstar, yeah, a, a Clay Thompson or similar, just like great shooter that yeah. is just. I just thought Clay would be the the perfect LeBron teammate. Um, okay, so I, think, I have I, I have a question for you here. One is, should they should the Lakers play the long game here and? stick to building out the roster with like the young guys or are you a proponent of saying you know like look lebron is going to be 34 years old this year they need to sort of you know they need to go star hunting they need to trade off lonzo they need to trade off kuzma and they need to import uh you know a marquee star in his prime or like are you in one camp or the other not really i i don't think magic johnson even knows the answer to that. Um, I would also argue, I don't think I endless respect for magic Johnson. He's one of my favorite players of all time. As a kid, he was probably my favorite player. Um, cause I thought he was nice and Michael Jordan was mean. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think LeBron cares about the short game as much. I think 
like going back to what you said, where the NBA maybe is sort of an afterthought, I don't think that's totally true, but I think it's more true than it's ever been. Yeah. Where if you look at it, this completely no room for error beast that was made in Golden State in LeBron's prime, and he should have won MVP last year. I'd be a little turned off by the NBA myself if I were him. Um, I'm not saying it's like a soft retirement couple years for him. I think the plan is just to try shit. I think they're going to win a championship at some point of these four years. You think the Lakers are going to win a title here? I think so. Yeah. Wow. I would never say it's going to be this season or even the following. I think there's just going to be a year where it's like, okay, LeBron's still amazing, but really how much does he have left? I think, yeah, I think like a KD or another big name superstars can come. I think the young guys, I would definitely keep most of those young guys. I, you know, there was a point I was watching the last Lakers Cavs game of the season last year with, with the Lakers, some Lakers fans and through the lens of like, okay, you know, I, I'd kind of heard the, this, the ridiculous info from my mother that, you know, there might be some legs to him considering the Lakers. Love that your mom uh, is a like, source. So I, yeah, I, I watch it through that lens and I'm like, you know, these kids like play fast and pretty smart. Um, I wouldn't hate, seeing LeBron play alongside that. And there's a point of that game too, where, you know, as much as I don't think Magic Johnson is the most brilliant basketball mind as like running a team, but there's a point where him and Palenka went down during the Lakers that went on a run and were up by like 10 at this point. And you just saw him go down and sit with Maverick Carter and Rich Paul. And that was the point where I was kind of like, Oh shit, this might happen. Yeah. Um, It just, it was so perfectly timed and like, as it happened on TV and I started seeing like people tweeting about it. I was like, yeah, okay, this could have some legs. Um, but yeah, I think, I think this season he's going to be miraculous for developing some of these young guys. Um, I don't care about, you know, LeVar ball or like what to expect with that. I think LeVar ball is funny. Um, I I think it's funny when he rouses people up, but I don't think he's dumb enough to, you know, with his son and LeBron, his teammates, like, rock the boat in any way I, I in fact i think he's he's a smart guy overall do you have a uh dream lebron running mate you know there was this kid kyrie irving <laughs> um i won't get into that yeah i mean currently i like i Kawhi's is super compelling of course i don't think that's gonna happen i think i think Kawhi is gonna stay put in toronto um regardless of what you think is gonna happen like if if, if all dream, things were equal yeah if all things were equal, what would be your ideal LeBron running mate? Knowing what you know, having seen all the years in Cleveland play out as they did, who would you love in a perfect world for LeBron to be playing with? This sounds absurd in the moment, but I think Lonzo has potential to be that. Um, just as like a really smart pass first yeah. uh, point guard. Yeah, But I, I would say Clay Thompson or maybe even like a Dame Lillard. Yeah. I was really, yeah, dude. I, I really think, interested. I think, I think Lillard throwing lobs to LeBron would bring the house down. I mean, I think if, 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 if Lillard was throwing passes to LeBron on the fast break, that would be must watch TV every night. You could literally bet, you know, like put it in stone. There will be a Lakers. There will be like a Lakers TV package that you can buy of just all 82 games of Lillard throwing lobs to LeBron. I'm not saying it's feasible or it's going to happen, but if that ever happened, it would be ins- I think it would be absolutely insane. I think do you think a Lillard LeBron Clay team 
wins a championship. Yeah. Yeah. I, man, I think that would be, I think it's feasible and I, I think it'd be absolute sick. Yeah. I don't know enough about sure. the salary cap to know if it, if it can feasibly happen, but uh, I'm sure someone on the internet can do the math for us and tweet at me and tell me yes or no. But, um, uh, one last question about LeBron. How do you imagine him fitting into like LA culture and life? Like, are we, are we imagining LeBron hanging out in like Echo Park or Silver Lake? Is, is LeBron going to start showing up at like UCB for shows at like midnight to see, uh, you know, like s- sketch shows and improv shows? I mean, Blake Griffin had that on lock when he was here, of course. Right. Um, he, he was the only basketball player that what's wanted this, yeah, to be a comedy what, writer. What's the space that LeBron is going to occupy? Is he going to be like Venice Beach guy, like on a bike, just kind of like, biking around venice along the boardwalk what's his uh what's his lane that he chooses here that's really exciting to think about um and i'm, I'm finally coming to terms with him being here what's the most that, fun possible net like neighborhood for him to hang out in father Bron misty man um i'm sorry it's <laughs> black cat and silver lake sorry uh, did you just say father <laughs> father Bron misty <laughs> I did, and I actually searched to see if anyone ever tweeted that. Oh, and God. It doesn't look... I mean, Twitter search is terrible, but, <sighs> but nobody has. So feel free... Is that a handle? A Do you own this. that handle and domain name? I don't, but... I probably um, won't publish this pod for a few days, so if you want to grab it now, go ahead, Tony. Otherwise, one of my listeners is going to take it from you. I did originally... Uh, hell, don't, why I, the hell would, don't we have a Squarespace sponsorship ad? I mean, I could be plugging that right now, you know... FatherBronMisty.com, go to Squarespace, nab it, uh, enter, enter code on the line, OTL, Father Braun Misty. Damn. It's good, man. But I, I think realistically, one, I think he's going to keep to himself a lot. And like behind the scenes, you're just gonna be like, oh, LeBron and Spring Hill Entertainment and, and or Uninterrupted sold like three shows this week to, you know, stars HBO. and HBO. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll see he's like, gonna oh, He's going to be LeBron. hosting a show on HBO. Is that what I understand? So his barbershop video, I think, was bought as like a series. HBO series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is going to be so funny when it does better than, than Bill Simmons' show. But so yeah, I mean, it's exciting. I think it's going to be a lot of The premise there stuff. is just a bunch of famous people sit in a barbershop and pretend to get haircuts and just like talk. Talking to LeBron. Apparently. They drink wine. LeBron. Yeah. I don't know if they drink wine. That's is that something? Is that I felt like in the Draymond like in the Draymond episode they were definitely drinking wine. They do not drink wine in Akron barbershops. Um, <laughs> oh so really? That, that would be that's a little that would be you know that aligns like the Silver Lake yeah East LA kind yeah of yeah thing. Um, I no, I think he'll. I bet he shows up at stuff like they'll they'll just be like lore of like oh you know like Chappelle did a pop up show and like I think that even happened like during the All Star break right here last time like i think he'll he, he just pops up and stuff like guarantee um i think drew league's still going on in south la i guarantee you lebron pops in for a game uh before it wraps up uh i think yeah i think it'll be he'll be very you know pick and choose with the public appearances he makes but uh people you know better be excited about it because it's it's pretty awesome having him on your team and in your town. Is there one destination, one neighborhood, or one place in LA where you just love to see it? Like, I could see him popping up in downtown LA. I could see him. I could see him. Well, he all will of a to play pe- basketball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Of course, for that. Yeah, um, but I'm talking like social stuff outside of outside of basketball. I just want him to. Can 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 I get LeBron at a uh, 
I, I don't know, can I get him at a coffee shop in Silver Lake? Can I get him at like a record store in Echo Park? Can I get him, you know, somewhere in Malibu doing a, on a hike, you know, just, um, I, I don't know, just, I, I, I just, I want to dream here. I want to have some fun with uh, the idea that LeBron is going to be enjoying life in LA. I hope he does stuff for, in all seriousness, like, it seems like a lot of people, be it athletes or celebrities, come here and, you know, make their livelihood and don't even touch like South yeah. LA or yeah. like East LA. Like it'd be amazing want, to get him. Here's what I want. I want LeBron giving out sandwiches on Skid Row. That would be sick. I think. Uh, yeah, I think, I think, I think that's very possible. I would love to see. It would make like, for hey, a this, great this episode. A it would make for a great episode of a show. I mean, think about the basketball talent that has come South of the 10, like looking at it like that, like get involved, get those, you know, like it's, it's not, you know, basically a lot of it is an enormous Akron and it's a very forgotten sector of LA. And I think he could, he could do a lot of good and make his presence known there. Um, it'd be cool to, you know, see him popping up at like East LA has a, a Nike kind of like outlet store. Like it'd be cool just to see him <laughs> showing up at stuff where like regular, dude, regular I, I need, I need LeBron at the Nike outlet, uh, in, in freaking like Oxnard or, you know what I mean? Like I, I need LeBron at a Nike outlet, like out in the, out in like Palm, you know, in the desert toward Palm Springs or something. Um, I, I wouldn't rule that out. Can we talk Cavs real quick? Absolutely. Yeah. So the Cavs have kind of planted their flag here post LeBron. They are going young, but it's not a full rebuild. They're kind of just pivoting. So they that draft pick that they acquired for Kyrie Irving, looking back on the Kyrie Irving trade, we're essentially going to call it Kyrie Irving for the eighth draft pick, which turned into uh, Colin Sexton, uh, Isaiah Thomas, and uh, Jay Crowder, both of whom, uh, Isaiah and Jay Crowder, are, not, are now gone. So essentially, we're going to look back on that trade as Colin Sexton for Kyrie Irving. Um, well, Larry Nance Jr. and Jordan Clarkson. Of course. Well, I'm still, I still haven't unloaded my Jordan Clarkson stock. Right, right. Um, he was my favorite player to watch on, on that you know, very at times difficult to watch Lakers team uh, and Larry Nance Jr. as well. Um, so I, I still, yeah, the Cavs are kind of pivoting here. They, they retain Kevin Love. They assign him to an extension and now they've surrounded him with a young, with a young nucleus of Rodney Hood, Seti Osman, Colin Sexton, Larry Nance and Clarkson. Um, they're, they're looking to rebuild their team yet. They also want to stay relevant and, and stay, you know, uh, yeah, relevant in the Eastern conference at the same time. Um, you know, do you think they have a shot to contend here? Could they potentially stay in the mix for an eighth seed, a seventh seed in the playoffs? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty optimistic about the Cavs going forward. I'm glad they're not going full tank mode. Uh, I know a lot of Cavs fans would probably disagree with me on that. Um, I've been at Kevin Love enthusiast since, since the trade. Um, and happy to see that he you know wants to be there and lead the team i think he's fully capable of that uh colin sexton looks like a nut um <laughs> I'm, I'm, let's hear a little bit I've, more about that yeah i've had i've had people insist that he is the next russell westbrook um, uh -huh. i think he's going to be a lot of fun potentially very frustrating tell us about times. his game a little bit so during during the uh seven summer league games for the Cavs in vegas colin sexton averaged 19 points three re three rebounds and three assists a game i mean yep. with with extended minutes and better teammates it's totally possible that 
you know, those numbers will, uh, you know, translate in, into the regular season. But, you know, it's also possible that he's going to face stiffer competition. Um, but tell me why you're excited about Colin Sexton. Uh, I think he's, I don't want to say marketable, but he kind of is like someone that they can kind of lean on. It's not the face of the franchise per se, um, like Kyrie was when he was drafted. He was just like, okay, this guy is the next guy. No question about it. I'm not going to put that on him quite yet because I'm, I'm just still so scarred from those the years of drafts uh, when LeBron went to Miami and like Dan Gilbert and everyone would go to the draft and like make a big like show of it and end up doing something stupid. Uh, so I'm still kind of scarred by that. I don't want to see the franchise go back in that direction. I don't think with someone like Kobe Altman, that's even what they're going to consider just basically being this goofy franchise with this goofy draft pick to roll out and be like, this is our new guy. Um, I just think he's tenacious. uh, And I think if he listens, I'm excited to see coach Lou coach young dudes um, and just be able to, I think him and Caleb have something pretty special. And I think people will hopefully just be a lot more tolerant of Lou this year. I think if LeBron would have stayed, it would probably been best to part ways with him as a coach. But yeah, I mean, I'm not expecting much, but I'm excited to see it come together. I have two questions about Kevin Love. So one, do you think it's possible we see a version of Kevin Love that once existed in Minnesota, like more of a a ball handler, a guy who helps run and facilitate the offense as opposed to this, you know, a guy that was basically a spot up shooter next to LeBron and Kyrie. Um, yeah, no question. Yeah. I think he's he's so much more mature and he's he's won a championship. Uh, so I think you're going to, you know, ideally see, I wouldn't say a better and more dominant version of Minnesota Kevin Love. You're just going to see a smarter, more at peace one. I think it's, I mean, we're definitely going to see a higher volume. I mean, uh, like a, a guy yeah. that's getting more usage, right? Um, I hope so. I hope he doesn't, you know, he's obviously battled some injuries and there's a point late last season where, you know, he was moving and just like his body language was so bad that I was like, I think this guy has a pretty messed up back and I wouldn't be surprised to see him retire like pretty young. Um, I think that I don't think we would have seen the deal we did if that were the case. I think he's probably feeling better. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully I just can't see changing to the style of play he's likely going to to try to do helping that, but we'll see. And then my other question about Kevin Love is this. So ESPN, uh, Adrian's, uh, ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reports that uh, the Cavs and Kevin Love agreed to a four-year extension worth $120 million. Is this, do you think Kevin, I mean, does Kevin Love see the end of this contract with the Cavs? I mean, he totally could be Blake Griffin. I mean, yeah, uh, basically my question yeah. is, is, is this a Blake Griffin situation? I hope not, because I that was just such a like, that was such a Clippers, like classic Clippers, like franchise move. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, I just don't, I don't think Kevin Love wants that or else he wouldn't have signed the deal. Do you support uh, the contract? Like, I mean, would you have preferred to see the Cavs bottom out really hard, gut the team, just go full Sam Hinkey, Philadelphia 76ers and just bottom out and try to acquire as many draft picks as possible over the course of three to five years? Or were you more in support of kind of this soft rebuild, kind of like a, a soft pivot here, making Kevin Love the centerpiece? Soft rebuild. I'd rather watch, you know, pretty good semi-compelling basketball than atrocious basketball. To, yeah. Going back to what I said earlier, where I was so sure LeBron was going to stay, um, I'd like to put on record why. I think I've told you this story. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, well, let me preface it by saying I've seen a lot of Cavs fans already complaining like, okay, we really need to focus on the team being relevant, not because of LeBron, which I get. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say to Cavs fans and NBA fans in general, be prepared for LeBron's presence with the Cavs to be as looming as it's ever been aside from him actually playing on the team. You're already seeing he's working out with Kevin Love. He, you know, he's, he's tweeting about Colin Sexton. Uh, I think you're going to see him all but, you know, be a player on the team still aligned with the franchise because of Rich Paul, obviously, because it's home. And two, because he is going to own this team. Here it is. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. He, he and Rich Paul are going to own the Cavs, I would say, as early as four to five years from now. I think that's a big part of the Lakers, the structure of the Lakers deal. And based on what I've heard, which I don't think is going to shock anyone. So I think I've told you this story. I've never put it out on social media. Um, I've only told like a few friends. But if you'd like, I would like to share this story love on it. your podcast. We'd love um, it. I don't, I don't think anyone's going to be like super shocked by this or it's a particularly hot take or source but a guy i was working with last fall was at an event with uh lebron and a few celebrities a very famous dj from miami that says his name a lot in at the beginning of the song he produces um and rich paul was at this event and again like i go back to like why would these guys just be so flippant with their information and what they know when lebron's so calculated apparently Rich Paul was telling a group of people and people in earshot that he never met before that the the plan for clutch sports and Rich Paul and LeBron and I'm sure, you know, outside help is to own the Cavs in, you know, the foreseeable future, own the team. They want to draft LeBron Jr., which that's where it gets a little sticky and also kind of like from what I've heard about Rich Paul, I guess he's the kind of guy that would just say like yeah, we're going to draft LeBron Jr. without really figuring out, like, do they have to tank? Is he going to be that good? Is he going to be a high draft pick? Uh, but their intentions are to acquire the team, which leave it, LeBron leaving in the long run makes worlds of sense because the fran- that franchise value, whether they're slightly competitive or not, is going to be significantly lower without LeBron on the team, obviously. So this all um, plays into your theory. I mean, you famously yeah. on my pod have talked at length about LeBron eventually owning the Cavs. Yeah. I and mean, you feel that him going, that, that LeBron going to the Lakers is all part of that master plan? Absolutely. Um, and, 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 I don't and, think... and, and the plan is basically to have the, to bottom out the value of the Cavs. So when it's time to buy them back from Dan, or when it's time to buy them from Dan Gilbert, they'll be worth less. Yes. And I think, not enough people talk about this, but I think LeBron and his team hate Dan Gilbert that much. Yeah, I think that's probably the worst kept yeah. secret in the NBA, yeah. Yeah, I think when he signed that deal with the Lakers, my first reaction is like, wow, he really, really just doesn't like Dan Gilbert. That never changed. Um, I'm sure it, it had its you know higher points. But even, man, when they won the championship... The, I remember, you know, like Dan Gilbert giving a speech during the parade and like the condescending uh, cockney thumbs up that LeBron gave him was the ultimate just like, yeah, dude, I, I still can't stand you. Um, and there's been so many moments of that. But yeah, so going back to it, I, you know, Rich Paul, I have secondhand account of him telling people that's the plan to buy the team and have LeBron 
play his final season alongside LeBron Jr. Wow. That is that that was told to told to a group of people. Um, I think I have no reason to. But it, again, it's one of those things that's so ridiculous that it has to be true. Um, well, and he's he's made so many comments. I think over the past year, I know he said like his biggest accomplishment in basketball at this point could be playing alongside his son. Uh, he's he said that in an interview, and you know he's talked at length about owning a team. And I don't know if it was like a Rachel Nichols interview or something during the finals. He said they asked him about his relationship with Dan Gilbert, and he was very diplomatic. But he made a comment and said, "I don't think a player and an owner should be friends or extremely friendly unless the owner is the father." and his son is on the team. Okay. That was a direct quote. <laughs> like, it's almost, it's so yeah. not secret at all yeah. that, like, it's it's obviously going to be true. How they figure out how to guarantee getting LeBron Jr. as the pick, I don't know. Um, also, I think a, he said this himself, but a big part of being in L.A. is kind of independently grooming LeBron Jr. to play out here where he's significantly less famous um, it's a very different experience than LeBron had in high school, so I think I think it all plays into it, man. Are you uh, are you going to get into the uh, Los Angeles high school basketball scene, or are you going to start showing up at Sierra Canyon high school basketball games to watch Bronny Junior play? I mean, I wonder what kind of ticket that is. Um, <laughs> I remember it being ridiculous the amount of people that would show up and the press that would show up to LeBron. St. Vincent, St. Mary's games, um, kind of out here. That would just. Did be, you ever go? That's just the norm. No, I didn't. Um, a guy from my school actually. How far away? Like a, how far away was St. Vincent, St. Mary from where you went to high school? Twenty minutes. Okay. Um, but Did a guy it, was. Can you just explain for the listening audience what it was like uh, being? a peer of LeBron's like uh, in, in terms of just like someone being in your same age group, like was he treated, uh, did it feel like you were living in the same town as like a celebrity, like a major, major celebrity? Yeah. My, I mean, my friends and I like thought it was really cool and appreciate it, but it was also just the funniest thing in the world. But it wasn't like a low key. Was... It wasn't like a low key underground thing. Right. I mean, it was like ESPN no, no. was televising these games. There's no, there's no yeah, secret anymore. Yeah. That's when it got like really like okay this is hilarious. Yeah, but, I remember everything no... with the Hummer and him being on the cover yeah. of Sports Illustrated and everything. Yeah, that was the big joke. Is um, you would kind of see a surprising amount of Hummers on the road in Northeast <laughs> Ohio back then. So right. the big joke was always like, dude, LeBron's following us. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I was gonna say a, a guy from our school who was like a lanky. Uh, I would say like, I would say like high school Big Z, just a lanky white dude um, that played really well in like our like you know tiny little conference he actually went to st b's to play with lebron and them and i think he got injured like his first game and i don't think he ever played basketball again it's 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 pretty tragic like wow what could you know the dude was good and he was about to play with the best in the world wow wow all right so real quick jordan clarkson channing fry george hill rodney hood cal corver Kevin Love, Larry Nance Jr., Seti Osman, Billy Preston, Colin Sexton, J.R. Smith, Tristan Thompson, Okora Wright, and Anta Zizic. Is there anyone on the roster that you're super excited about? I mean, I'm, I'm going to take a wild guess here and say you're a Seti Osman. You are you are leading the Seti Osman fan club. Uh, yeah, did you say did you say Kyle Corver? Yeah, I did say Corver. Okay, he, I'm sure he's probably 
begging for a trade or a trade bait at this at yeah this at this point i'm sure um could i mean there's a team out here that could use some shooting hey. uh the, the lakers is, the, uh, is there I think, anyone on the roster you're super excited about yeah larry nance jr yeah um i remain all in on uh kevin love i'm excited to see what his season's like honestly i'm excited about the entire team colin sexton um george hill i don't really know what to make of that yeah Um, it feels like a contract that's going to be flipped somewhere yeah um but overall if that team started playing tomorrow i would be optimistic to watch hey and before i I will keep my league pass for the Cavs for sure (laughs) before i let you go thoughts give me a quick thought on the kai uh on the uh kawhi leonard trade um thoughts immediate reaction do you like the fit with Kawhi and toronto man i just think it's so funny that they got their guy that can defend lebron now when it's completely <laughs> meaningless and he's out of the conference incredible i mean toronto is a, a great city i think people really underestimate like if i were an athlete uh great toronto place would, to play like, yeah like whatever it's cold i get that um so is cleveland it's it's a very underrated city and i think it's just Kawhi Leonard's so weird, you know, like it's one of those guys, does he care about his image or like brand or any of that stuff? Uh, do, do brands really like, I heard Jordan is like not going to renew his contract or something like he's just, he's a weird dude. I don't know if he really knows what he wants. Um, it seems like some people got in his ear. Yeah. But it seems I, like it he was be... a very quiet guy who didn't care uh, like about things outside of basketball. Then some people got in his ear and told him that he should be caring about things. And then now he's trying to care about those things. And yeah, it's just like, a we- it feels like, dude, this is not who you are. You're just going through a phase. Whereas with Kyrie, I think it was exactly who he was. Yeah, um, totally. And it's, they're, they're a very different kind of weird, but I mean, I like Lowry enough. I think that could be fun to watch. I'm just a man. I appreciate and loved every second of the past four years. Like my team went to four straight NBA titles, you know, Pretty like, that's, good, insa- man. that's insane. I appreciate every second of it. There's a part of me though. That's just like, dude, no one's beating the warriors until somebody gets sick of winning championships <laughs> and, and team sacrifice. Uh, I think that's gonna be clay and or KD. Um, so I, until that's dismantled, no one's beating that team. Uh, so I think it's just going to be a fun year to watch, you know, what LeBron does here and, and watch the Cavs and just pay attention to the rest of the NBA instead of being all in on, is my team going to make the cha- make it to the finals and is LeBron going to stay? Um, well, I think it's going to be fun. Enjoy it, man. Thanks so much for hopping on the pod. I always appreciate talking to you. Enjoy the rest of the summer and NBA offseason. And uh, I don't know, I'm sure I'll, I'll talk to you real soon and good luck with the move, okay? Let's do it, man. Talk to you then. Talk to you later, bro. Bye. Bye. All right, that was the conversation with Tony Hartman. Tony, thank you so much. I know you're super busy. Appreciate it. My name's Chris Mendelkin. This is On The Line. You can tweet at me at onthelinepod underscore pod. I'm on Instagram. Uh, Send me an email at onthelinepod at gmail.com. Rate, review, subscribe to the show on iTunes, and I will talk to you guys next week.